I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Huey Off the Record. This is episode three, and it's cool because we got the pod god, the master caster himself. That's as far as I'm letting the puns go. So that kind of means we have a two-part vibe. It's, of course, the one and only Mr. Scroobius Pitt, my G from ways back, man. And uh, I did an episode on his podcast, Distraction Pieces, last week, and he's on mine this week. And you can check it on the Distraction Pieces Podcasting Network. It's a mouthful, G. So this is kind of a two-part conversation, as I mentioned before. Check Pip's Distraction Pieces anyway. If you haven't, it's awesome. There's so much stuff there. Back catalog-wise, you're going to be enveloped for a long time with the dopeness because he's a real G, and it's awesome. Me and that dude, Pip, we've connected for a while. So it was great to finally get around to having these conversations. Honestly, I have to say, aside from all he puts out in the world, music books, the awesome merch, podcasts, his label, of course, this guy's a true gent, smart, generous, and very real. And I had a great time recording this pod with him, and I hope you guys enjoy it too. A quick heads up before we begin, we're doing a dope merch giveaway for the whole month of May over at HueyMorgan.com. All you got to do is head over there, subscribe to my mailing list with your name and email, and that's it. And you'll be automatically entered into a prize draw with one of the five exclusive merch bundles. We got exclusive Huey Off The Record t-shirts, hashtag the People's Champ hats, signed copies of my book, Huey Morgan's Rebel Heroes, and some signed prints of Fun Level Criminal's Frontman. That's right, me. Because I got them kind of discounted. So do it now. Open up your browser. Head over to HueyMorgan.com. Enter your name and email. And you'll be in the running for some cool swag. Of course, you know the drill, but uh, I've been asked to repeat it. So if you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Help us climb up those pod charts and all that good stuff. And we can keep doing these dope pods for you. Okay, let's get to it. Here's me and Pip. It's one of the things that that we uh, we learnt when uploading the podcast was we were initially uploading them in stereo. Yeah, because you figure you do people a favour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah know, but that on. means you're actually losing quality because you're uploading two files yeah. and podcasts can only well, hold yeah, a certain right. amount of space. So oh, my guy was like, I, I upload them in, in mono now and we can have a higher quality, yeah. but it's just not that slight. It, it's it's weird. One earphone or the other. It's, it's weird when you hit the gear, though, man, because I, when I first listened to podcasts, you know, it was it was kind of DIY kind of vibe, a yeah. lot like this, but with the old 
kind of contraptions, be it a cassette tape. I had yeah, a guy yeah, do one yeah. with an old cassette. Yeah. And when the 30 minutes was up, it just went click. I love like, it. He's like, all right, that was a good podcast. <laughs> you that's know, great. I love that. that. <laughs> that's, just, that's just where it ends. But it, it kind of comes back to that with things like this, where this is kind of great because you can just kind of stick it in your pocket. But you have the high-tech bit. And I imagine it's just, you know, the more you do it, the more you hear things that can be bettered. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Because so, I mean, I'm a record producer. You're getting into that shit, too. So but, it's like... But that's exactly it. It's kind of... I'm a massive believer in podcasts that it can be of almost any quality. Like, yeah. the, like it's, it's endless. Like, oh, when I did my... My book based on the podcast. I had a bit at the end saying, "Here's all the all the kit I use," because people always yeah. ask me. But that was a also, cool part. It was like gear. Yeah, it was like the gear page. That, yeah. That's it. I kind of made a big point as well of saying, "You don't need any of this, though." Mm-hmm. Like, because again, I remember the first time I heard a podcast and they were, I were talking to someone over Skype. I was like, "The quality's so bad, I can't handle this." Yeah. I listen to hundreds like that yeah. now. It's, it's, it's kind See, of if, if the content's good, the yeah. content's good. I remember a Joe Rogan doing one interviewing Dana White on a plane just recording it on his iPhone oh really and it's again tens of millions of of, 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 of listens it's like it's not perfect but yeah, I think it's good it's good you want to yeah. listen I mean do you want it to sound like a Steely Dan record exactly you know, I mean I did I told you I did with Tim Latham right and he's an yeah. engineer and mix yeah, engineer yeah. and he was kind of like alright he'll send me a left and a right and then like he goes, I'll try to mix it down. You know, it's like okay, but I think we, we're going to keep the Skype version. He's like, why? I was like, because it's kind of cool. I'm in my man cave in my yeah, house yeah, in the yeah, English yeah. countryside, and you're on Long Island. You know, so yeah. I think that's kind of cool. Sometimes cause it's, I guess, it's the context that shits in. Completely. Every every time I've, I've I've heard a podcast that's kind of I've listened and thought it's got issues. It tends to be down to. The person producing it is used to producing records, yeah. so they're trying to get the cleanest vocal possible. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, as we had said when you were on mine, we in a bar. There's, there's some good sound. There's some background. Mm-hmm. Things like that is a, a good thing. It's not about cleaning it out to get yeah. this pure vocal. It's it's how people listen to it as well. Because a lot of times people listen to it on headphones. That's yeah. a lot of like eighty yeah. percent of them. It's on headphones, and yeah. that means you're kind of immersing yourself in a different world. Completely. And sometimes those little sounds are great because it keeps, it keeps the brain involved and like stuff like that. Yeah, I, always, I mean, coming up kind of in, in spoken words, I was asked for, for ages if I'd do a spoken word album. I never did until I did a live one because I was like, every time I tried it in the studio, yeah. it, just, it felt too dead. There, there wasn't enough there. Yeah, there wasn't any atmosphere. Energy. Yeah, that's the trip too because a lot of times, you know, when we do radio, right? Radio yeah. is a good kind of idea because that's like the last intimate medium, really. Yeah, when you listen to radio, you listen to radio. You can have it on the background, but when you listen to it, it's like all there. You're all 100%. into it. And I was, you know, it's kind of strange, especially when you're trying to catch a moment and there's nobody there. Yeah. It's like being in the studio recording vocals. Yeah, yeah, it's great yeah. if like two or three of your friends there with a 40 and a blind or something like that. Yeah, just yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. if you're by yourself, a lot of times it's just... You kind of can't catch it, can't bounce it off. I've people. recorded tons of vocals on my own, and then on, on mine and Dan Lassac's last record, we were recording in someone else's studio. So it was only the fact that Dan was there and two other people. Yeah. It easily across the whole record is the best vocal performances yeah. I've done because I do one and come out and people would be like, "That was a, like, I'll be hyped about it," and yeah, I'm like, yeah, "That's cool, oh, yeah. shit, that's, that's <laughs> it awesome." Helps, it kind it of you, yeah. it hyped me up rather than me going, I "Think I've got it. Let's do one more take." Do you mm. Do you know what I mean? It gets you there. Well, I mean, that's the, well, you know, Duke Ellington said, like, you know, recorded music is just an, an estimation of the live event. Yeah, yeah, and like, yeah, in, yeah. And I guess in the last, you know, since modern music, like all the swing records and shit like that, 
it replaced live music yeah. and live venues. They used to play records for people to dance boogaloo to or whatever yeah, back yeah, in the yeah, 40s 100%. and the 50s. And, and then it was the DJ kind of start coming up in yeah. the late 60s and the 70s. And now it's kind of like if you see a band, it's kind of an odd thing. Yeah. Like this season's venue, we're at the Edition in, in London again. Our friends here at the Edition let yeah, us hang yeah. out in the basement. But to put a live band on here, you'd have to change things. Yeah. Usually at old school venues, it was a stage. And then for live bands, you just put people on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely, you'd need to bring in the like, right yeah, kit yeah. and the right. They look things. like they got great PA though. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and that's and that's the thing that gets weird, and it's an interesting one as hip hop's kind of developed mm-hmm. as well. Because rap for years, for me, I'd go and see rap shows. It wouldn't be that good, like because because yeah. rappers weren't Wu-Tang about live Clan, performance. I lo- yeah, I love Wu Tang Clan. I mean, I love them, but. 16 guys shouting down mics isn't yeah. a good show. It's not like, yeah. they're, they're, you know, it's not like RZA is on the faders pulling them up and down. They're just all... Ah. Completely, completely. And and there isn't a right or wrong to it, though. I remember when The Roots mm-hmm. first f- first started to come over to the UK, I was like, that's how you do a hip-hop show because the band's amazing, the mm-hmm. performance is amazing. But that's how it's right for them mm-hmm. I then saw other hip hop acts add a band because adding a band's good yeah, and it sounded yeah. garbage again you've not got yeah, the mix yeah. like did you've not LL got the vocal cool that cuts over LL you, did that you right, don't want to see LL with Mama a band said, right knock you out acoustic or like on yeah blood. man you don't want to you don't want to hear that so it is it's, it's finding the balance as said I remember I saw uh, a Run the Jewels a year or two ago and they just had a DJ but it's just MCs and backing tracks it wasn't a live yeah. band it wasn't this and that yeah. and it banged harder than anything I've heard so again I, I, I think that's the thing people will get into these oh the answer is it is a live band or the answer is yeah. this well there's always if there's a problem that's like it's the easiest thing to say like oh well you don't have what these guys have yeah and that's always real I saw the, the best hip hop show I've ever seen was KRS-One yeah at I think it was the Tibet concert out in New York on Randall's yeah, Island yeah, yeah. the Beastie Boys were headlining yeah, yeah. he came out I mean, there were great bands playing, and it was great. It was rock stuff. And then KRS One came out, and his DJ, whatever they had, it was the loudest shit of the day. Yeah, he came out. He did Sound of the Police. Came out with that, and the place just fell apart. Because it's clean. It was just, it was just, record, what, it? just yeah. think of that that record. Just not much going on. It's like a beat. Yeah, a little bit of a bass line and that weird sample, right? Yeah, yeah. That comes in and out, and he just fucking railed it and did like a good straight forty-five minutes, and just you knew everything. So you're yeah, like, shit. And it was just nice, loud. But it wasn't like it was power over volume, but he just, it was just him. He didn't have a, a, a hype man, which yeah. is another thing. Like, dudes have hype men now. It's and like, the, Rakim didn't have a hype man. No, exactly. I mean, I, I, I always loved, I remember seeing an interview with Karis talking about the first uh, BDP record and all these artistic choices in my mind. I'm like, wow, the beat just goes long at the end and all mm-hmm. this. It was like, no, we just, we only had one day in the studio. <laughs> Yeah. So, so the beat had been made. Yeah. I wrapped over it. We didn't have studios t- to cut it shorter or to adjust it. It was like that is what it is. So, so on the tracks, and it's the same with a lot of Rakim stuff and stuff like yeah. that. When the beat's going long for ages at the end, it's like no, that's because they'd made enough to make sure yeah. the vocals didn't run didn't out run of space, out of and then yeah. they didn't really have the means to cut that yeah. down or chop that down or get another day in the studio to do it. It's like mm. let's put the record out. That's because yeah, what happens is like old school engineers would, would hit record, <clears throat> point to the rapper, and then go outside and have a cigarette. Yeah. And then come 100%. back in four minutes later when they yeah. knew that the, the loop was over, and those guys would just be like, what was the end of that Rakim record? Uh, we've been in the studio too long, yada, yeah. yada, yada, talking about fish and all this yeah, kind of shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Talking about girl won't like me because I've been in the studio too long, all that kind of shit, because they had all that time. Yeah. But that's yeah. like, I think, you know, the whole point of 
doing a podcast as well as like oh being a hip hop dude it's keeping it they say real a lot but keeping it real yeah essentially how life is 100%. and that's cool you have fuck up, fucked up background sounds and what do we have like the air conditioner in the back yeah. today yeah the air conditioner's yeah. on I'm it's a nice one joint though these, you gotta come here at night start mo- moving. yeah it's nice <laughs> it's, 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 they got a lot of cool stuff yeah my boy Ben's been been solid with me for a 20 years now yeah and he's part of this one and the one in New York and stuff. yeah I like it because it, it's it's got the perfect and this it sounds as if we're doing an advert for yeah. the place now but we're talking honestly it's got the perfect mix of of, of clean and grimy yeah. you know what I mean yeah. it, it is it's clean and fresh but you're not walking in and feeling as if you can't yeah. you, you can't put a drink down or anything it's uh, yeah it's a good spot I like it and it's great because now at both times when we've spoken on podcasts, we've been doing it here at yeah, this spot. So the addition is kind of like our home away from this home. It's right? base, yeah. It's our London crib, man. It makes a massive difference, man, when you don't live in London, to, to have somewhere where you can go and use oh, yeah. that space to just just talk to people. And I use um, Acast, I've got a little studio. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. use that every now and then. But still, it, it's genuinely... I've, I've had nightmares before in a panic of trying to find where I can just... Mm. Set up and chat because. Well, you have a little bit more of an extendo rig. But I've got yeah, I've got jammies, set. Set. These jammies, Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking into it. I'm getting one. It's yeah, and it's it gets a little fuzz bubble to put on top and stuff. Little pantyhose for the way. microphone on it. That's the way. I'm <laughs> I'm going into that. It's got to be done. Well, dude, I did want to ask because the thing that I kind of that I admire about you, mm. and I think I mean I think as a lot of people always touch on this about you in particular, yeah. right? Is like I have a friend in this guy DJ Die, you know, uh, from Represent, right? The yeah, Boogie yeah, DJ. Yeah, yeah. He's my yeah. man. He's a producer. I work with him all the time. He was talking about evolving. The word evolving. Yeah. He's like, we're not getting older, man. We're evolving. I was like, no, evolving is more than just putting putting notches on your belt. It's yeah, about yeah, moving yeah. forward, but not. But sometimes, like I say, we say sometimes we're in the northwest. Or northeast, but you're moving north. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? So yeah. that kind of thing. When when I guess we, I guess it was from last time we were talking. I was thinking about how you were saying like a lot of stuff. I do the label. It's like a labor of love. Yeah, yeah. But it, a lot completely. of things in our lives make it possible for us to have labors of love. Hundred percent, man. So, yeah, I'm just yeah. I'm not yeah. interrupt. But when you first uh, when you first started getting into speaking your mind, because that's what podcasting is. Yeah, yeah. You really, you're unfiltered, and it can be whatever you want it to be. Yeah. Did you ever just say, hey, I'm just going to do whatever I want? And, if people grind it, great. Hundred percent. I was, I was, I was. At the time, I'd, I'd had a show on XFM um, called The Beatdown, and I did, I did a Joe Rogan's podcast in America, and I'm a big fan of it. And he kind of said to me, he was like, w-, "I said I've got this radio show; it's going down well." And he was like, so, "But uh, why do you do it for someone else?" And I was like, "Well, they're on. You know, it's it's commercial radio. It's on. He's like, but." But why'd you do it for someone? It's like the internet exists now. So at, <laughs> Joe at that Rogan. Point, yeah, thanks, Joe. Yeah, he kind of updated me on that. Yeah, that's good. As you evolution, there is the man. internet. But it, and again, it was exactly that. I was like, I was, I just we I'd done like however many sh- sh- shows. I've been doing the beatdown for a year or two, and uh, we just I won a couple of Sony awards, which was completely unexpected. And I was on a bit of a gap. I was taking a month or two mm. off, and I kind of I went into them and said, look. If it's cool with you, I'm just going to go off and do the, the podcast thing. For me, it was it, it occurred to me that everything I was listening to was podcasts. I wasn't listening to as much radio as I used to. And if I was, I was listening to it on Listen Again and when I'm yeah. choosing my own time. So because of that, it, 
took away that reason of being on the airwaves. Do you know what I mean? If, yeah. if, if, if I'm, I'm listening on Listen Again, that's the same as listening to a podcast. Really. It's independent yeah. listening. And actually, they, with that, I mean, because I, I, I thought that it was... And actually, back then, when, when Joe told you the internet yeah. existed, yeah. There, I guess there weren't a lot of people getting into the podcast thing. And there weren't in the UK. It was weird, because, again, I feel bad. I get a lot of love for being there early on mm-hmm. and for, for kicking off a lot of the long-form interviews in the UK podcasting. But... Joe Rogan and, and, and Mark Marin and people yeah. like that were who I was listening to. And I don't know, I guess it gave me the confidence to do that. Mm-hmm. So rather than the point of, of doing distraction pieces as, as 60 to 90 minute unedited interviews was seeing that, particularly on commercial radio in a lot of places, it was kind of really going down to smaller and smaller sound bites. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Even it's, interviews with bands. You'd yeah. have a band in and it'd be a soundbite from that, from when you met up and hung out. I don't even do interviews out. anymore. Yeah. Because it's like, they're like literally going there, okay, the interview's going to be how long? Well, we have two segments of five minutes. I was like, then what do you, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, tell the dude to send me some soundbites because I can't get anything un- unique out of somebody. There's and, not a lot of point, is there? Yeah. Particularly, and again, understandably, like, like having been on, on both sides, yeah, having yeah, been on promo runs, it's that thing, yeah. it's like, well, I know dude wants to get his plugs in. Yeah. So I need to, if we've only got two small bits, I need to allow him that. I can't be kind of, it's my show. What's your favourite colour, homie? Exactly. And don't tell me about the new record. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's getting those points in. And the beauty I figured of long, of long form interviews was you can cover all of that, but no one can stay in promo mode yeah. and that's, for I see, that long. And that's, what's makes, that's what makes them interesting. See, I thought when, when you first came out with this, with, this, with distraction pieces, yeah. I was listening and I was like, you know what? This is this is how I want to get my information. Yeah. You know, it's it, it, it's kind of like I, I guess with on demand because yeah. now everything's on demand. Yeah. A couple of years ago when you started, people were kind of doing it, but it was kind of like ah, we kind of do this because we're we're millennials and we're lucky. We we like to mess with the internet. Yeah, but, yeah, you know, like yeah, older yeah. folks, like older folks, people in their thirties yeah. or whatever, or forties. We're like, yo, this is this is we, we don't have to watch the news at seven o'clock, and or we don't have to wait for this show to be on, and that was kind of it was groundbreaking because all of a sudden your time is your own. It's crazy, Again. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, completely. It's, it, and 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 radio is a prime example of that. I remember when I was a kid, you'd be tuning in for um, the rock show mm-hmm, or for yeah. or for whatever else at a specific time, and then waiting up for some some song to come on the radio so you could tape it. Yeah, exactly. Genuinely. Um, my my listening to like the charts was I would get to start listening after it finished because I wanted to listen on my Walkman mm. or walking around yeah, so yeah, yeah, the yeah. charts would start at 7 I couldn't uh, listen until 8 because I'd be recording it at 7 and not listening so I can go out and enjoy it on my headphones and that seems crazy now that it, it, yeah it, it's bizarre that I guess it's just you know, the information age and I look at like my, my son who's five and a half he can he can navigate that stuff without thinking about it consciously. It's just a tool. Yeah. For us, we're like, wow, look at this thing. It's so small. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, and yeah, you can yeah, do yeah. all this shit with it. So we're still in the wonder years when yeah. I think the younger kids are just looking at it as for what it is. But everything on demand, I think, actually, I was in the gym the other day, and they were playing a shitty music. I turned it down. I had headphones on, but I could hear it through my headphones. I turned it down. The guy's like, what's up? I was like, life's too short to listen to shitty music. <laughs> Damn right. And he's like, well, do you have anything better? I said, like, no, that's why. I'd rather yeah. not have whatever the fuck that is in my brain. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so you've got to be careful. People talk about nutrition. They don't want to put shit in their body. They like eat McDonald's. Yeah. Nah. It's like, I'm kind of like that with other stuff. 100%. Yeah. I don't want to 
a muddy the waters yeah. and such. I mean, there's enough weird shit going on in the world that I have just dis- I'm distracted by a lot of other yeah, shit. Yeah, I can't avoid. If it's yeah. avoidable, yeah, then you I don't can need to sing to Britney Spears songs for two weeks. I can't get the fucking think, earworm out. I think it's interesting as well because we're also in a transitional period of how of how we analyze and 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 note the um, the listenership or effectiveness. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give an example. So, so a station like Capital, which again I'm not having a go at I'm not against but that's a station that you get their their radar listener figures through or whatever and it'll be it'll be really high but it's also the kind of station that you would have on in the background yeah and you might not be paying attention to mm-hmm. whereas a podcast or six or music or things like that mm. the listenership may be l- lower than capital but yeah. the 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 the, the the follow through is a lot higher because yeah. if you're listening to a podcast, it's because you've, ch- you've chosen to. Mm-hmm. It's on at that point, and you're yeah. giving it more often than they're not at your full attention. Any time I'm listening to a yeah. podcast and I realise I've drifted, I'll, I'll generally rewind, rewind yeah, back because yes. I'm like, yeah. "Oh, what's going on? I mean, I've missed a bit <laughs> yeah, of a conversation." Yeah. So you don't yeah. you don't do that with, as I said, a more pop commercial radio. It's just there. It's it's that it's 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 on in the gym. It's yeah. there in the background. Yeah. It's that dude who's like, "I just want something on while I'm." I'm lifting weights yeah. and looking and in the mirror. Like, yeah, I, I can understand. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to do my cardio, man. I ain't trying to hang out and dance while yeah. I'm trying to fucking yeah. do my cardio. Yeah. But it, it's with that, I think, that's why podcasts, people are very personally involved, as you yeah. said, because they're kind of, it's undivided attention at certain points. Now, I think that actually, that actually makes the, the connection. Yeah. I don't know if it's on a di- maybe on a different frequency than you yeah. would if you go to a movie or if you know you yeah. watch something on TV Completely. because you, like you know you said if you drift you rewind because yeah. you want to be yeah, in the true. moment yeah, in their yeah, moment yeah. which is kind of trippy but that's kind of a cool thing that people actually care again because there was a whole point where no one gives a fuck about anything everybody's no. too blase they were like no. I don't care what about this new Drake record I don't care yeah <laughs> yeah the whole kind of the the trend of of uh, I don't know what the swearing policy is, but the trend of zero fucks given and oh, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. It's like, it's, it's pretty, it's cool to give some fucks sometimes, yeah. man. It's, 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 I mean, it's, I always gave a there fuck should be some stuff shit. you should care yeah, about. Yeah. It's like, I, I, this is, it's great that you're chilled yeah. about this, but there's some shit going on that you should, is should that, maybe give a, a yeah, few. There's a lot of shit going on. Like, what was it, that song, whatever, right? The United yeah, States yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, yeah. that pretty much summed up a good period of time. Yeah. And now everybody's giving a shit, but it's also they're not letting other people give a shit about stuff they don't agree with, which is kind of weird. Yeah. But that's, I, you know, like you said, about transitional. Yeah. I think that's what's going on right now. Because we are kind of at this point, and there was this dude, Ray Kurzweil, the dude right. who made the keyboards. I talked about yeah, this, yeah, yeah. I talked about this book, yeah. right? Yeah. And the Singularity is Near. And I think I checked it after I hung with you again. I was like, yeah, I yeah. look at some of these graphs. Because yeah, he's got yeah, like yeah. graphs and shit in the book. You're like, fuck. But you get your slide rule out, and you read it three times, and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. This is pretty interesting that now we could be 10, 15 years away from like, Literally, instead of having a phone or a recording device, shit could be installed in us, yeah. like biology and technology, like seriously coming yeah. together. So I always, I always find the transition is a lot of people fighting the obvious stuff like racism, sexism. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, we kind of know what's right. And the, yeah. like the collective us, you know, that is fucked up. We can't be racist. You know, that is fucked yeah. up. We can't be sexist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we still do it. Yeah. And that's the thing, I think is the thing that's shifting out. So people stopped caring because they thought everything would just happen without them caring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it did. And now they realize they didn't want it to happen that but then way. The, the problem... It's like remorse. <laughs> you yeah, know yeah, I mean? completely, yeah. completely. But, but the problem starts to come in when people uh, are, are 
are caring almost for the sake of caring yeah, or yeah. to be seen caring because yeah. then because all of them subjects they're n- nuanced man they're insanely yeah, yeah, yeah. nuanced um, so a, a racism or any of these so if you're jumping straight on oh this person has said this therefore they're a Nazi yeah, so, well, yeah. No, I've, not I've heard, heard Nazis get thrown around a yeah. lot like, a lot man people are all and again it is stuff that you need to be keeping in check and keeping yeah. an eye on but equally you need to be aware that there's that there's variation. I always remember seeing. I think it was on a Bill Burst stand up. Yeah. He was saying, he's him saying, um, I'm the right amount of racist. And again, it's it's, it's, it's a weird saying. But he was saying, oh, if I go into a Chinese restaurant and I look back and the chef's white, I'm not happy. I want a Chinese guy making what it's like. Yeah. It's like that's that's technically racist, but he's mm. like, I'm the right amount of racist. He's like, so it's, again, it's finding those. It's being comfortable with expressing those yeah. nuances and. And now, learning from it. Now, I think what's important to note is that it's kind of like when he says the right, right amount of racist, right? The, the people get really like this is this is yeah. uh, like, what do you? See? I see these like these these news shows and like they say outrage at yeah, yeah and it's yeah. like you know outrage and Nazis and shit like that. I mean, when I grew up, man, I'm you know, I don't know if it's similar. We're about the, in the how old are you, bro? Um, I'm I'm 35. All right, so you're right, we're about 15 years different. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So any event. When I grew up, like Nazis and racists, that was some big deal shit. That was those were big. Those were big money issues in my yeah. neighborhood, right? Yeah. If you were a, a Nazi, you, you could get got. You know, yeah. they, yeah. Nazis was a bad thing to call somebody because that means they were like Nazis for the yeah. real, not yeah, just somebody yeah, who yeah, didn't yeah. agree with you in, 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 on a forum, right? Yeah. And yeah. and racist, that was a big deal too. And it just seems like I've heard that word so much lately that it's like I don't want people getting desensitized to 100%. being called a Nazi, it's, but it's, you know. That's a great point and a great example because I'm not a, a violent man at all, mm. but but there was always I, I, I think I've said it in interviews before I've said it online. There was a journalist at one point I can't remember his name now, but I used to keep note of his name. <laughs> that, I, that I'd said if I ever meet him, I'm going to punch him in his face yeah. because j- j- just to bring context into the fact that we live in the real world because he'd, he'd written some review and in it he'd said that I was racist. <laughs> and he was saying it because of, in another interview, yeah. I'd picked a handful of rappers I recommended and, and they were all white, I think. And again, it was like, I was listening to a lot of white a, a rappers at that point. That doesn't mean I didn't come up on Rakim and KRS. It's like, there's some underground guys I'm trying to push. But all this, and, and my point at that time was, I'm defensive about stuff like that. That's a serious thing. I've, yeah. I've, I've got... That's a big ticket I've, issue. I've got a right? lot of, 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 of races and cultures within my family so I'm very diff- I've got little cousins that thought of anyone being racist to them I, it flips me yeah, out so yeah, someone, likewise likewise so, so someone calling me racist I was like right if that happened in face to face in real life then you might get knocked it, the it'd fuck kick out. off yeah. and, 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 and that <laughs> like, was it, it was, you say it nicely but I yeah, like, you know, somebody get fucked up 100% you know? and, and that was it I, I just had this big thing of it was really in the early days of people forgetting that or starting to think that the internet isn't the real world. Yeah, yeah. And that was the weird thing. I had an argument with someone online last night, in fact, because um, I'd, I'd done some tweet. I'll go, I'll go into full detail. I'd, no, yeah, I'd, give me good I'd, on, man. I'd, I'd done a tweet um, that I was, I'm, I'm looking for an empty swimming pool to do a photo shoot in. Mm-hmm. And I did this tweet. It's old school skateboard stuff. Exactly. And, and someone tweeted me and tagged the person. It's saying, oh... Are you, are you, you should ask Michael Barrymore. And Michael Barrymore, again, yeah. I don't know what happened in that story, but the fact is, a real-life person 
was a, a real-life place where another real-life person died in a swimming pool. Oh, yeah, that Michael Barry. Yeah. Right, that happened a long time ago. It was a right? long time ago, but again... No, he, I remember hearing the, about that the shit. The fact that's... that he tagged him on Twitter, I, and I, I blocked <laughs> the dude, and, and, so brave, and then the dude man. came at me on Instagram saying, oh, you, you blocked me on, tw- on Twitter, and I was like, <laughs> what you're not realising is you're thinking of this as just a news story, but yeah. I don't know what happened in the ins and outs of that. No one was ever charged, all this, but I do know that a real person was somewhere where another real person died. Yeah. And that's more serious than your shitty joke on Twitter. Do you mm. know what I mean? You're, you're, oh, let's, let's make, if, if he'd just tweeted me saying, ask Michael Barrymore, I wouldn't have found it funny, but I wouldn't have blocked him. But the fact he tagged the dude, it's like... Oh, the guy who... Yeah, he tagged the guy who was, oh, who was wow. there. So it's like, you're, you're bringing up something thing. horrible the into someone's life. No class anymore. I think exactly. That's a lot of, and real, and that was thing. the thing. The, the guy who came at me again on Instagram... He then deleted all his... After I messaged back, kind of saying, look, here's, here's why. It's like, these are real people. He deleted his thing and deleted his, his Instagram account. <laughs> a, a weirdly. But again, I think people do need reminded every now and then that yeah. these the are real people do, in right? the real what, world. What would Bronx what, do? What would Bronx do, exactly. Don't go anywhere. Because in this digital age, we can find where you went anyway. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I had to get adjusted. I'm not there. I told you about it a little bit last time, but like, you know, just my whole life up until, you know, probably since the, I guess the late nineties when, yeah. when social media started coming up and in, I had no idea that that would obviously take such precedence over our daily lives, but yeah, man. people go out at it. And like you say, they, they feel a certain way about something, but I don't know if it's actually like, if they're really feeling that way or they feel yeah. compelled to do that for some kind of like scorecard in this whole like social media game. Yeah. I mean, if I was always, you know, like if you said something that I didn't agree with to me, we, yeah. I'd say, yo, dude, that's fucked up or whatever. Like, yo, yeah, yeah, why'd you yeah. come at me like that? And we'd, we'd talk about it or yeah. we wouldn't talk about it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, it yeah, could yeah, go yeah, either yeah. way. But yeah. it seems like, you know, especially with the internet, if you say it's like, dude, that's kind of fucked up. People don't want to hear that. They no. think they're completely right all the time, no matter how, what they feel is, is how it should be. 
And it's yeah, really subjective, that shit. It's, it's the ugliness of, 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 of making that public statement, I guess. I love... I love learning. Yeah. I love having an opinion and finding out I was wrong. Yeah, learning evolving, getting back to my it. thing. And we yeah. don't have that online anymore. It is, it's exactly that. It's like, no, here's my belief. You're wrong. Yeah. You're wrong. I You're believe wrong. this like, since I was five years old. Wait, you didn't learn anything since you was five yeah, years old? Yeah, exactly. That's what kind of freaks me out. Yeah. I, like, when I ask you about evolving, it, it goes from like, you know, if you ask me what I, what, what I believed wholeheartedly 10 years ago, say, okay? Yeah. Things have evolved. Things happen. People change. I became a father. My perspective changed. Things yeah. shift. That's just me personally. And that's like a lot of, of evolving. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like we're coming from being in the rap game yeah. to now. I mean, you're obviously, you know, a legendary podcaster at this point. But it's also you had to evolve into actually almost being a referee for idiots sometimes, right? Completely, I mean, man. Completely. And again, it's, it's, it's picking your battles there. But you will have, yeah. have the same as me is... is Again, completely right. My views and opinions have changed hugely in the last 10 years. Mm. But the awkward part of that is us recording music yeah, uh, yeah. in that time. So you're going to have stuff that yeah, you've got yeah. on record Ooh. in your lyrics that people will go, yeah, but you said this. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, I said that. I've developed since then. Yeah, I, yeah. My, I, and, and I again, wasn't in a fucking hermetically sealed case. That's you know? it. People talk as if you've sold out your beliefs over some <laughs> stupid line that was just yeah. a throwaway thing that now you're like, no, I think that was kind of... I don't really agree with that outlook anymore. They're like, well, you said it. It's like, yeah. think of every conversation that you've ever had yeah. in the last 10 years. It just happens that, that some of ours were documented and mm-hmm. put on a little disc. I mean, there are pictures of me that I'm like, damn, I fucking look like that. You know yeah. what I mean? For probably the better. I'm, you know, I'm an older guy now, but <laughs> just with certain shit like that, yeah. though, it's, you know, especially when you should, like, people start talking politics, it's either like, if you don't necessarily automatically agree with somebody, yeah. It's that there's going to be issues. Like, if anything, yeah. people won't want to hear anybody else's point of view, which I find a l- little bit weird because where I grew up, where everybody had a different perspective, it was the middle of the Lower East Side of Manhattan, everybody comes from every different yeah. place. We all talked about everything else because yeah. that was was important. And I think when people don't talk, and I guess dialogue stops, and people call each other Nazis and racists, and it just it, gonna, yeah. inflames either side. Mm-hmm. I, I did a post um, about that girl. There were some photos in Birmingham of of. A, a girl standing up to... Um, oh, yeah, I saw EDL that. She's, like, laughing the, yeah, at some dude's face. Laughing, yeah. and this guy's screaming. I post that <laughs> yeah. saying, this is great. I love seeing this. She's being calm and controlled. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of discussion on it. And one guy who was a supporter of the EDL came on and made his point. And he made it really articulately. And he had legitimate worries and concerns mm-hmm. about organised religion, about all these different things. And a lot of it I didn't agree with, but I could see why he'd come to these things. Mm-hmm. And I came back saying, look, I see your points. My problem is that you've aligned yourself with a group like the EDL who aren't all as full, as, as, as well thought out as yeah, you. Yeah. I've grown up around a lot of these people in, in, in Thurrock and in South London that it is just about skin colour and mm-hmm. about a disrespect and a, a different level of class from depending on skin and background. Mm-hmm. And we had this kind of discussion. I was saying it's, it's your aligning with them that's the problem. And it kept reasonably clean and, and, and pleasant. And then that post started to get shared that bit more. And mm. when you get into that grander scope, so it's yeah. been shared to over 100,000 people, suddenly you're getting idiot EDL members all coming yeah. on and talking nonsense and being racist. And equally, people from the left called him uh, this guy a Nazi, a racist. It's like, <laughs> yeah. He's not. He, he, he's got views I don't agree with, mm-hmm. but at least he's 
articulated them and thought them out and seems open to being persuaded either way. And that mm. was that's the kind of thing it started the first hour of that post, I was like, Man, this is cool. Everyone on here is being respectful mm. and grown up. And then I had to stop looking at it because yeah, it was, it, was, it was literally I was getting notifications of people just slagging each other yeah. off. And it's Jim like, oh, the Nazi posted our oh, yeah, it's like, great. Jim's back. Jim the Nazi, <laughs> Jesus. But it is kind of weird, and I think it, it's. I mean, I think the the the, the essence of like human society yeah. is willingness to consider someone who doesn't agree with you a person. Yeah. You know, like I remember the, the, someone was talking about propagandists and their their job is to make who make someone make someone look at another person as less than human. Yeah. That's the job. So yeah. once you do that and you think that dude's not human, he's subhuman because he doesn't believe in me, you got a lot of issues. That's when real Nazis and, come and, in and, though, and, you know. And, and that's the massive problem with our media in the, in, in the mm. UK and the US. Look what they fucking did to Prince, man. Yeah. We're speaking, today's the 21st. Yeah. It's been a year since Prince died. Yeah. And all I fucking hear about is the pills that he took. Yeah. Not the pain that he was in or like yeah. the shit he had to do to get through his back issues yeah. and all the music that he created that was the best shit ever. It's really weird how they just... It's, yeah, completely. It becomes a thing. It's, it's, it's crazy when he died. I'm like, Prince is probably m- 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 my favorite single artist of all time. Um, and when he died, I was kind of, I was, I was sad. Equally, I was like, instantly there were people online saying, "Have you heard it was, was it was meant to be this?" And heard it was like, "I'm not interested in that." But the thing that struck me was like, in his, I can't remember the ex- exact number, but something like in his 20 year career, we released 21 albums, mm-hmm. and it's like, mm-hmm. I can't. <laughs> it, everyone's go. going, "Oh, it's such a shame." Oh, we've missed this. It's like you can't really say that. Dude has given us a lot. You know, you know, we've got what more than we could have hoped for yeah. from an artist so the kind of it's sad that he died but my relationship with Prince hasn't changed yeah. in the last year we never hung out yeah. <laughs> it's not like we were homies it's like I've still got that relationship with all of them songs and all, yeah. all, of, all, the, all, all of that music so my sadness was for those who were close to him and yeah. those who knew him but actually as an individual I was like I can't be too sad man I've, he's given me so much he's yeah. given me so many albums and, and, and so much inspiration that you know I think that's important because you know it's like this whole forum if someone dies it's like you know okay let's all let's rake it over like let's have the post-mortem like with David Bowie that was really sad Yeah, David Bowie's a cool dude man I had hung with him a couple times and you know he was really self-deprecating and funny he said some shit to me one time it must have been like 2003 yeah because the Iraq war started again. Me and him are having cigarettes because both our girls at the time knew each other, so they're hanging out. Amazing. I'm stuck with David Bowie. He's my cigarette buddy, right? Yeah. And I'm down at the court building in Tribeca, right? It's the Tribeca Film Festival. Yeah. So I'm smoking a cigarette with him. He's like, Hugh, I heard that you was in the Marines. I was like, yeah, I was, Dave. He's like, what do you think about this Iraq war shit? And I was like, well, Dave, I don't know. What do you think? He goes, no one wants to hear what I think. I was like, why not? He goes, I'm a faggot married to a Muslim. <laughs> and I was like, Dave, oh my God. And it was like, you know, that's fucking great that he has that yeah. kind of perspective on his own shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. But like, it was just the funniest shit ever. And it's great because he's like, you know, someone who, you know, I guess never concerned himself with how other people thought of me, actually found it amusing. Yeah, and like, yeah. And that's something I've always tried to aspire to. Like, people say shit about me. I broke a mug, but I told you about that. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you do dumb that. shit like that, and that's what people remember, because it was it, it was something that was out of the norm for you, yeah, right? Yeah, or, or yeah, whoever. Yeah, yeah. 
but it's like, you know, I always kind of remember that, like, I'm the one that looks at my face in the morning. Yeah. I'm the one that, lo- that looks at my kids and my wife and that kind of shit. And that's what's important. Yeah. Not how other people see you. And that's kind of, that's cool. And Completely. I, my I've, relationship with David Bowie's music is the same, yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's, it, it is one of them. It's, it's, I mean, on, on that, it's that every time I've had something where I've said something bad online that hasn't worked out right. And again, I'm like, I, I messed up. But I'm also, We're in, the back of, I'm also yeah. in the back of my head thinking... Yo, I've said way worse shit oh, than yeah. that that no one knows. You know, it's, it's kind of, yeah. I've fucked up worse, I've made mm-hmm. bigger mistakes, I've looked stupider. So it's yeah. like, oh, I'll take that one, I'll take that one on the chin. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of interesting. And, and Bowie's an, another great example of, man, that dude had a back catalogue and mm-hmm. has given us a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at Bill Hicks, who had yeah. two okay. specials mm-hmm. and then died, really. So there's not a lot. And, and even Kurt Cobain. Nirvana yeah. only had what three albums I think it was yeah, or whatever three, yeah and, three big ones of those. And, and it's like well yeah you, you can kind of look at them and go oh it feels like we've been cheated out of yeah. some greatness yeah. but with Prince with Bowie with people who started long ago and maintained all throughout and again a lot of people all, I had someone I, did, I posted a picture of Prince earlier and someone posted saying oh man I love I love early Prince and I was like you should check some some not early Prince. Yeah. His his artificial age album, which was two thousand and fourteen, mm-hmm. it's in my top five Prince albums. It's he's an amazing. A, a, he was record. a bad dude. There's a it's, record. There's yeah. Not everything is going to appeal to every fan yeah. because of his his variation in style. There were certain ones I I he released that I listened to. I was like, yeah, that, that's not for me. It didn't make me think. Oh, Prince has dropped off. It's like yeah, Prince yeah. is yeah. a varied Prince artist. Just making some shit that yeah. I don't get yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to enjoy like. this one day. Yeah, yeah, one day I'll be getting into this. Yeah. But he did. He, I mean, obviously, he played all that shit. He did a, a record that my my drummer Frankie, who's a big Prince fan, yeah, put me onto. This is back when Prince was alive, and yeah. he was out at. Uh, oh man, what's uh? Oh, what's the guy? Give me tonight, George Benson. He was yeah, at George yeah, yeah, Benson's yeah. house in Hawaii. George Benson had a studio in his house. Prince was with his girl. He got bored. He went down and recorded an entire song, like drums, bass, guitar. It's called right. Glass Cutter. Right. And it's like a, a rock riff. And he was always the rock riff yeah, dude. Yeah, he yeah, rocked yeah. it. You were like, shit, you're making us all look like we're standing still. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, one yeah. of those riffs where you're like, holy shit. And he didn't put it out. And that's oh, the thing. Wow. Nowadays, especially with people like Tupac dying and putting out five records after yeah. he dies, that's what's happening to Prince now, man. We're getting a new Prince record. Because that's, I mean... But we're listening to shit he didn't want us to listen to, man. I remember hearing an interview with... With Kevin Smith, and he, yeah, that was he, great. he directed a full video yeah. for Prince, and then Prince just went, "All right, cool, bye." Yeah, thanks, and man. it's just in the vault. And <laughs> yeah, it's like it's he shot a video for almost every track he's yeah, ever released. Yeah, yeah, that's it's just, amazing. It's not coming. It's like yeah. that's exciting as to what's coming. And again, you hope that well, Kevin the, Smith that sits yeah. in the right hands and all this kind of thing. But still, that's that's exciting. It's, no, like, it's good to know that Prince happening. or no Prince, there's 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 a lot of stuff that could see the light of day. You know what I did hear though? There was they had the lady who's the head engineer at Paisley Park. Yeah, she was getting interviewed right after he died. Yeah, and she said some. She, she was telling a story and she was like, "Yeah, we were recording one day in the eighties. Like she kept yeah. it real vague. One day in the eighties, and we had finished recording a song, and." She said, frankly, it was as good as Purple Rain or Beautiful Ones. Yeah. And just, she was like, it was like that. It yeah. was just fucking epic. And something happened. Prince told us all to leave. We came, he said, he called us back in the studio like 10 minutes later, and he had erased the whole entire song. I mean, and the way they used to do it back in the day was two-inch tape, so he had to erase yeah. every track. He had to go right. back and release yeah, tracks at yeah. a time and sync the two, two inches up. He really wanted that shit gone. Yeah. So this is a dude who would like take a shit and then just throw it over his shoulder, and the engineer lady would have to catch it, tape it together, and... So he didn't want this shit coming out. So yeah. I, it's like we're hearing... I don't know if I want to hear all Prince's kind of like... Completely. It's, it's, uncomplete thoughts or incomplete it's, thoughts. It's a weird one because, yeah, I, it, it's, it's a tough 
a tough balance, isn't it? Because my relationship stuff that changed, he didn't want to yeah. release, but stuff that he he kept he kept yeah, he kept it. Up. Yeah, it's he like kept it's like it, the, yeah. there's a balance. It's like I'd love it if someone well, that this was lady, close to him and, and and musically on the same kind of plane could go in there and and select and produce yeah. and go right. Let's let's put this out. Let's not put this out. Let's put it. So I think she's doing stuff. I think she's actually because she was like the lady who was closest to him, like that. Yeah, I think she's in charge of a lot of the stuff that's getting released because it's doing yeah. through Paisley Park, so I yeah, think she's yeah, still yeah. on it. But it is trippy, man. And I, I did want to, before we uh, kind of wrap it up, but I did want to talk about one thing about the calm zone. Yeah. Because that's something that's really important. To, like, we talked, we touched on it last time. I was talking to my wife coming out here. Yeah, she was driving yeah. to the station. I was like, you know what I really like about Pip is that, you know, we talked about, like, things that I don't really talk about with yeah, people. And I think yeah, it's because yeah. we both got involved in the calm zone, yeah. which is a magazine about living miserably, <laughs> you know, the fight against yeah. living miserably yeah. for men. Completely. It's important. And recently my, I saw that Prince Harry started talking about him having himself to yeah. go to some, you know, some counseling when his mom died. Yeah. And it didn't happen for 20 years or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to talk to you about that. Like when, when I, obviously if something happens to you, it, the hardest thing for guys, men to do, yeah. is to actually ask for help. Completely, and this is—I mean, this is in this is is crazy time in here actually, mm-hmm. and it's hugely there's synchronicity here. Um, I I got involved with Calm in two thousand and probably two thousand and eight, maybe, um, and 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 Calm was started up because yeah, the male the the leading cause of death in males in the UK between. Mm-hmm. 20 and 30 or something is, is suicide it's yeah. not drugs it's not yeah. road traffic crazy. it's crazy um, and the reason I had a big a big a connection with this um, April 25th which is, is next Tuesday mm-hmm. is the anniversary of my mate Jamie who died when he, he took his own life when he turned 21 on his 21st birthday but it's this beautiful thing because each year me and a few mates go around and have and drink with his mum and dad and no. we catch up and it's this it's this thing he had he was going through some stuff and he chose at the time I was like this is this is the worst thing it's he's it's he needed help but then you realise well a suicide in itself is a is a confusing and weird thing I'm, I'm now at peace with his choice because he didn't get the help he wanted and from the sounds of it he, he set himself a date he said well, if it's not sorted by my 21st birthday I'm done with this. Do you know what I mean? It's selfish on my part to say no. You should have kept. Yeah, you should have kept no, going. If he's yeah. he's done, he's done. But we meet up every every year on the 25th, and it's genuinely it's my favourite day of the year. It's a beautiful thing. We meet up and, and we remember, and we go and sit on a bench that we got a plaque for him That's on cool. that says this views for everyone because he was a big fan yeah. of your record really? and that album yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. and that's why we've got that on the beat on, on the bench and it's yeah it's, it's Dude, this beautiful that's, thing that's, 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 that's why it's a weird synchronicity yeah. thing it's like I'll be going there on Tuesday you know um, but yeah I got involved with Calm because of that because it's something that isn't discussed enough and I remember when Jay died I was like I didn't know he was in this bad place I didn't know it was that bad and yeah. I felt guilt because as mates, we all take the piss out of each other and rib each other. So I'm sitting there thinking, so maybe that that time I was taking the piss out of his his jacket, maybe <laughs> that was serious, yeah. going into his head and yeah. taking it seriously. And it's because of a lack of conversation, and it's why in my music and on the podcast and with Calm, I've tried to talk about this stuff as openly as possible because the fact is, that's fine. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's one of the oldest things. What people it, it seems to be number one. 
one, a very br- British thing because of the, the stiff upper lip. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, but just a, a, a manly, macho thing. Yeah. And the fact is, going back to cavemen or people living in villages, you'd go to the shaman yeah. or, or the elders. He understood because he's seek been advice. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, we've got in this world where we're all connected through social media and everything else, yet we've never been so insulated at the same time. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's it's great to have these avenues where people can talk and it it be seen as okay. And calm and the Samaritans and all of these are yeah. are great ones. See, I I come from the same kind of I, I lost, uh, well, geez, like four guys that were direct friends of mine through self inflicted type of shit. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. a couple of them went out pretty quickly on their own hand. A couple of them took a while with drugs and stuff. Yeah. But and these guys were tough Marines. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing that kind of threw me. That. I mean, there's this a horrible statistic. It's like 22 vets a day in America kill themselves. It's just yeah. fucking horrible. Because these guys, you know, for they're my brothers, for lack of a better term. Yeah. And even though I haven't been a Marine for a long time, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. thing. And, you know, I thought it was really important. I was told years ago. I, I don't know if I used it. I told you this about the bag you carry on your back. Yeah, yeah, It's like yeah, that yeah. was it. That yeah, was your pack, you know. And everybody's got their shit in their bag, right? And this yeah. guy who told me this... He had a lot of shit in his bag, and he knew because yeah. he actually opened it up and arranged it so when he put it back on, it wouldn't cut into his back yeah. and yeah, make it yeah, that yeah. more uncomfortable. And I think that analogy stuck with me so hard. Completely accepting that there's problems yeah. and that there's, yeah. there's things to Nothing's do with, rather than just yeah. trying to deny it or... And again, I think that's another thing. It can become a taboo that if you're getting help that you're, you're mental yeah. or you're broken well, or things like that. It's like, no, yeah. everyone's got some shit yeah. going on. Yeah. And it's like to think that someone else can't identify with you or that I think a lot of it has to do with a lot of men especially considered strong or tough guys like yeah. Marines or just dudes of the city who think they're gangsters or whatever. Yeah. Those guys are the most sensitive I think because yeah. I, I've always found that the pendulum in my case swings as, as tough as I am is as soft as I can yeah. be. You yeah. know? Yeah. I mean yeah. you see me holding my daughter it's like that's you know I'm that's, I'm a dad. That's yeah. my heart, my huge heart. Yeah. And then I could turn around if you wanted to do something in my family and just be the most ruthless motherfucker ever. Yeah. But I think that kind of led me to kind of want to help out with the calm. And the lady got yeah. with me about it. And, you know, I was like, like, oh, shit. And if I could, you know, hit anybody with any kind of advice, which yeah. I don't really like giving advice because I'm not that type of dude. But it was like, you know, just find somebody, even if you don't think that they've been through what you've been through, especially with, like, dudes that have been in inner city problems yeah. or whatever, just anybody who doesn't directly relate to somebody that might help, like a sociologist or a psychologist or whoever, if they're willing to talk to you, they know some shit you might not know. Yeah. And maybe you could take that and you know, just use a little bit of the toolage, you know, to yeah. help your situation out. And that's exactly the realisation is, n- number one, there are a load of people who have been through exactly the same mm-hmm. as you and can yeah. relate, but number two, there's people who haven't and that's why they can help. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. they're not from your ends, or, or yeah. not they're not They'll the people you've grown objective. up around. They're going to go, all oh, right. Well, how about this? And it's something that you wouldn't have ever been able to see because of, of where you've grown up and, and the world you've lived in. Someone mm. outside that can go, oh yeah, but look, you could just do this instead. And you, damn, yeah. Oh, yeah. I couldn't, I could, I couldn't I have seen have, that. I wouldn't yeah. have seen that. Yeah, I mean, the perspective I think is a lot of what it's about, yeah. right? And like we were talking about when you said people are very insulated now. Yeah. And that, that is the case because it's almost as if, you know, if you have a problem, why can't you just go on Google and find the answer to that problem? Yeah. Well, sometimes it's actually human contact that you need. 100%. You know, and yeah. being vulnerable, and that's a thing for men, being vulnerable yeah. 
is not a weak thing. It's not, you know, it's not something that's bad. Sometimes you have to be to understand the world. Yeah. And, like, we're all here for a very fucking short period of time. Yeah. You know, it's, like I said, it's, you know, life's too short to listen to shitty music. Yeah. Life's too short not to know yourself. And, and that's the, the thing that's, that's key as, as well. I was, I was talking to a friend a while back, and they kind of, they, they hit me up and said, I'm, I'm going through some rough times. And it's not someone I know that well it's kind of someone I've met through being who I am online or whatever and we're chatting and I was like have you spoken to your friends about it and they're like no 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 they wouldn't understand and I was like well if you feel if 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 they would have no idea that you're going through it then you have no idea which ones of your friends are going through it chances are most times I've spoken about anything kind of heavy or dark I've had a friend that goes me I'm too. so glad you brought that up because yeah. I wanted to, dis- you know, I've, I've not been able to discuss mm-hmm. it. So even if you look at it in um, a selfless way of I'm going to approach this with my friends, not because I need the help, but in case they need the help. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, 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 literally. <laughs> no, yeah, if, you, if you want to flip the, the psychology around, it, like, as long as it gets out. And also yeah. if they're your friends, you could talk to anything. You talk about them, anything with them because if you can't, they're not really your friends. Yeah. And it's better yeah. to know now, right? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, but as I said, it's it's amazing. I think calm and the Samaritans and all of these providing a service in a way where you can just, if you're not ready to talk to your friends, even yeah. where you can just talk to someone that doesn't know is never going to know who you are. Yeah. And see, sometimes you can just that's go, the best way. I'm just yeah. saying this out loud and getting it off my chest. It's yeah. weird with a, a writing music because it took me years to realize how much of that is therapy. Oh yeah, it's, it's it just, still cathartic. By the time a yeah. record comes out, it's just words. Yeah, you've 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 drilled it so much, it's kind of lost some of the meaning that was originally yeah. in there. And I'll be doing interviews years l- l- later, and someone will go, "This, this is," and I'll be like, "Oh wow, yeah, that was a really heavy time in my life. I'd, it, I've moved yeah. on from it now, yeah, and I yeah. do that song every night and don't remember that it's yeah. it's that." So we it's, evolved, I've, dude. I've, we it's, evolved, it's, man. It's, it's, that getting it off your chest, I've been lucky enough to get that off my chest into a, a, a vocal that's that's wrapped up and tied up mm-hmm. onto the next onto the next problem. <laughs> no, it, it, it's, I think it's true. Also, like sometimes just saying something yeah. that you're feeling, once you kind of like almost give it air, yeah. you know, throw some oxygen on it, which we used to say, like if you could say it out loud, yeah, it's not as it's not as scary if you can say it out loud. 100%, yeah. And also because if someone hears you and they go, "Me too." You're not alone. Yeah. So the, that, yeah. I mean, I always thought that was kind of a, a cool thing that I, I learned over the years. And it's yeah. like, like we talk about evolution, us evolving. I'm really happy that I've evolved to this point. And I'm glad you evolved to this yeah. point because it's like, it's great to be able to sit and talk with you. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure, man. So I'll tell you all about how to get that. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Because yeah. where are you going? You, you're going out to LA? You um, yeah. I'm doing LA. I'm, I'm, it's, it's a crazy one. It's weird how the podcast, again, as, as we said, j- j- Generally, everything I do, it's stuff that I'm into and just want to do. Like yeah. I, I was listening to a lot of podcasts. I wanted to make some. And um, it's at the point now where big films will be coming out and, and yeah. Universal will hit me up saying, oh, can we put our guy on your podcast? And it's like, it's like you can fly me out dude, to... Dude, I'm a big fan. And that's it. I'm <laughs> you can doing fly me out to LA, yeah. put me up at the Chateau Montmartre with the villa, and you can put that dude on exactly. my show. Exactly. I've literally got a situation where I'm being flown to LA to do a podcast, and I can all... Again, like, like, particularly where I'm now... i got some people out there to take you around if you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I might have to hit, hit, hit you up. Get Everlast out there, drive me around this escalate. Your yeah, homie. Yeah. Yeah. See, they were... Exactly, I, I, they hit me up and they were like, I oh, will fly you out on this day and this day. And I was like, well, since you're flying me out, do you want to <laughs> fly me out early? I ain't going for like two days. Yeah, don't fly me out for a day and a half. It's like, I don't mind. It's just, I can get, sh- I 
So yes, we got deep and real on that one, and I was honored to be on the pod with Pip, man. Next up, we have Danny Clinch, another longtime buddy of mine and rock and roll insider. He's a legendary music photographer and Grammy-nominated director as well. He's worked with everyone from Johnny Cash to Tupac, Bjork to Bruce Springsteen, Willie Nelson, Tom Waits, Pearl Jam, Foo Fighters, Dave Matthews, President Barack Obama. You're getting the picture, right? This guy is all that. So until next time, don't forget to subscribe to the pod. That way you'll never miss an episode. And be nice. Leave us one of them five-star reviews while you're right up on iTunes. And uh, until next time, y'all stay classy. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.